Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. All right, welcome in Gun Talk Nation fans. I am stealing the show today from Mr. Ryan Gresham. He does not get a choice in this because I am at Facts and Firearms with Emily and Dustin. Hey there. You can talk. I don't even remember, I don't even remember who Ryan Gresham is. Ryan who? Well, he's a guy with the, the really cool hair. Oh, yeah. well, that guy? Yeah, we don't. We I got don't. my eye yeah, on you, Gresham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dustin has really nice oh, hair, too. We just really replaced Gresham today, yeah. guys. So, like, it's, just a larger, more poorly aged version. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just a one-for-one hair swap, uh, Yeah, basically. that's all it is. But we're, we're here at Fax, and we're touring the facilities. We're looking at all the cool stuff you guys got. Um Give a little background on yeah. on Faxon because because I think a lot of the folks out there they they understand that Faxon does something within the firearms industry, right? And they may only have a little like a little sliver of yeah. the pie. Yeah. Oh yeah, so many people like have our stuff or have heard of mm-hmm. us but don't know the full story, right? And uh, I've actually only been here about five months, so I'm pretty yeah. new here. But Dustin, he's the pro, so I'll let him give a little background. Yeah, I mean, so the the main thing to you know remember about Faxon Firearms is it didn't start as just Faxon Firearms. Right. Um, Bob and Barry Faxon uh, brothers, um, who still own and operate Faxon Firearms today, uh, originally started in the machining business, and we uh, talk about that and um, some of our materials and some of our uh, video and podcasts and such. But uh, they started back in the late 70s with Faxon Machining, which is still uh, up and running, does a lot of Department of Defense work. Um, We shared facility space with them up until last year when we moved uh, into this building, which you guys toured today. Uh, So they're just a few miles south of us in a suburb called Forest Park. Uh, But when they started, um, you know, it was originally Bob and Barry's older brother, David, um, who started the business and uh, his family kind of went in, uh, mom and dad and brother, and and bought a little 5,000 square foot shop in Northside. Cincinnati, predominantly automotive at the very beginning, okay. and then moved to complete machining within about a year or so. Uh, so they did a lot of uh, automotive work, oil and gas, things like that. Uh, they moved uh, into aerospace. They do a touch of medical now. They do Department of Defense work now. And um, then as Facts and Firearms began to grow, we're actually about to come up on our 10-year anniversary of Facts and Firearms being a, a legitimate brand and identity. Um, so they came to market for First with the ARAC 21, uh, which you guys shot some footage on today. And then from there birthed uh, barrels and pistol parts and accessories and uh, 1022 line, which we have some stuff on the table uh, here today. Um, which but, that's for the guys that like, I mean, like when you start looking at this and you start looking at upgrades, yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of guys are starting to gravitate towards, especially like these new firearm owners. And you and I kind of talked about that, that today yeah. is that, like these new firearm owners, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Now, what's the next step in it? It's making it theirs. And I think that's one thing that a lot of folks know about Faxon is, yeah. is they have the ability to kind of make it their own, whether it's a right. Glock, a Smith & Wesson, a SIG. You know, you guys give these guys opportunities to make it that. Right. People and are into the Gucci Glocks right now. Right. So, Gucci I Glocks, mean, yeah. you know. I already I mean, tried that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the whole thing is there are some people who, whether it's us or somebody else in the in the market, you know, they, they do like to come at it, whether it's like an aesthetic upgrade mm-hmm. or it's a performance upgrade. And I think we marry those two things together quite well. You know, the something that both Bob and Barry talk about a lot um, is the Fellowship of Firearms, which is yep. something we believe in. In here that there's a communal aspect to it. There's memories that are made with it, um, whether it's your first time hunting or your first right. time, uh, you know, mom or dad taking you to the range or like we've talked with Emily a few weeks ago on the show about her past and, and cowboy action shooting, you know, whatever the that is. Yeah. And everybody kind of has their own route to it. But alongside of that is the the high value proposition right. that I think that we give. Like, yes, you might see an aesthetic upgrade too. That's fantastic. And we're glad you like that, but you're also going to see a, a performance upgrade. Right. Um, you know, these these things aren't just pretty for the sake of being pretty. Yeah. There's a functional reason behind them. Even some of the barrels we have on the table right now, you know, the gold and the chameleon coated barrels, those are a, a 10 PVD process. Right. It's a tool coating. It enhances lubricity. Uh, it, it keeps surface wear down. It enhances the life of the barrel. Right. So and it's pretty. 
already. Well, I know, <laughs> form and function. And now it, what's really cool about this is, and we were talking about the chameleon. Yeah. Um, if, if So our listeners out there, so if you're like, if you're not visually listening or viewing this podcast, it, it's hard to explain this. It's kind of a mixture, a beautiful mixture of purples and a little bit of yellow and it's greens. Like a rainbow. And, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a coating that you guys put on it that doesn't fully form it to its color. So all of right. them are different is what all you're... of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're in the same batch, um, you know, they're going to be different barrel to barrel. So the chameleon PVD is, still has the same kind of structural integrity mm-hmm. and the lubricity and the surface hardness that the golden 10 PVD does, but they kind of do like a high tech fault in the system right. uh, where they kind of stop it before the color sets. So all of the, performance pieces are in place all that microstructure is in place but uh before the color fully sets they kind of do a i like to call it like a (laughs) high-tech fault Uh, yeah Uh, because there is a little more to it than just unplugging the machine and going hey these are done (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh because of that you get all these crazy different colors so especially on our flame fluted barrels you see it a lot uh whenever that kind of uh, plane depth changes you might see some of the colors change and uh that's something that we do pretty much on every single pistol barrel that's an option uh we have it on our 1022 barrels that then select uh limited run rifle right. barrels and and bolt carrier well, i don't think i've seen two that are exactly the same no you probably won't yeah you yeah, probably you won't. won't. You no, won't. they're pretty different. Yeah, well, even if they're in the same batch, yep. they're going to be they're going to yeah. be different. And I think that goes along to kind of making it your own. And and I think firearm owners you know, especially the new guys, like yeah. that's just a key point for them is that, you know, how do I make this my own? And it's how it's because we all know the G19 and G17 are pretty standard and they're pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm not dogging them, but they're pretty bland. They're functional. I mean, yeah. they do a job They're You know, each piece of it is on there to do a specific function. Nothing's really on there right. like for aesthetic appeal. Yeah. Well, and going yeah. back to Dustin's point is that <laughs> you're not only getting the look, mm-hmm. like you're getting you're getting function and yeah. performance. Um, Absolutely. And it, that's something with all of our barrels. You know, we're, we're one of only a handful of manufacturers that um, make our barrels completely from raw bar stock. So right. um, when this stuff comes to us, it is just bars of steel. So all the profiling, the milling, the drilling, the reaming, the rifling, uh, mag particle inspection, uh, the stress relieving in the ovens, all that happens here. The only thing we send out for is coatings okay. uh, for, the, for the most part. So um, when you see one of our barrels, um, it's either going to be made out of 416R stainless mm-hmm. or 4150 chromoly vanadium, depending on what uh, barrel series you're in. 416 is uh, reserved for match series and 1022. And then uh, the 4150 is uh, for our duty series line of barrels, right. uh, both pistol and rifle. So we've really got, we've really hit hard on kind of the upgrades and the mm-hmm. accessory upgrades and stuff like that. You know, your barrels and yeah, all that good stuff. But... It didn't start there. No. It started originally with the ARAC-21. Yeah. So the when the machining company, you know, they, they were successful for such a long time and they were in the uh, automotive industry predominantly. And that industry, uh, as Bob says, every wave hits a beach. And yeah. so there's there's kind of there was kind of a flux and they're like, OK, well, what's next? And they wanted to be able to have something that was a true product, right. you know, not just being a job shop and just not just being a machine shop. Um, and so uh, one day when they decided that they were going to kind of go into the firearms industry full bore, um, you know, Bob went out to SHOT Show, was doing a little recon. That was probably 11 or 12 years ago. And uh, initially, they thought they were just going to make ARs like everybody. Right. Um, well, that's kind of what you, that's yeah. that's what like you do. I mean, dipping yeah. your toes in yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, but then he gets out there and realizes this is a pretty saturated market. And yeah. there's some really uh, high quality stuff out there. Really cool stuff. You know, there's a lot. You know, we're not one of the companies that goes, says, oh, this company stinks. So we're better right. than them. That's not how we do things. Well, there's a lot of companies out there that are so well established. And right. they've been they've ingrained themselves. Big names. Yeah, yeah a lot right. of big names. And yeah. so it's hard to overcome. 
right. that obstacle alone. Yeah, yeah, especially right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. So Bob comes home from SHOT Show feeling a little deflated and tells Barry <laughs> that maybe they need to take a take a break. Um, he's sitting around uh, uh, at home watching Discovery Channel or something like that, and they were doing the uh, a poll uh, top 10 battle rifles of all time. And it came down to the AK and the AR-15, and the AK won out for number one and the AR number two. And Bob being just and Barry being proud Americans (laughs) and and they, they were just like, we don't want, uh, you know, to create the second best of anything. Right. Um, and so Bob had a a pretty good understanding of both platforms. So that night with uh, his sons with him, uh, at the kitchen counter drew up on three pieces of paper, the first draft of the Iraq 21. And so do do we still have the three pieces of paper? Do we still have that? It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And, you know, so that started as just a complete upper. Um, you know, they didn't have the lowers. It'll drop right. on any mil spec lower, uh, AR lower. Uh, the big things that they wanted to do was kind of combine the best of both worlds, AR oh, and AK. Yeah. And so uh, that's exactly what they did. And then put some features on there that they just think would be preferential to folks. So, yeah. you know, non-reciprocating forward charging handle, all sorts of ambidextrous options. You could swap from 7.62 to 5.56. Well, um, at 300 of- and out of, there's well. also a 300 blackout yeah. conversion that came along a little later. And most people do know us for our barrels, but that started because of the ARAC. Right. Like you're prototyping a new gun. I mean, how are you supposed to get all these prototype barrels to fit in it, right? Yeah. And so then that started the barrel line, and then they saw a place in the market for aftermarket barrels. Right. And then it just kind of took off from there. And so from that point, you start doing, okay, well, we'll make handguards, and we'll make bolt carrier groups, and we'll do all this sort of stuff. And then the next phase was then, let's put it together into our yeah. own set of rifles. And in the case of handguns, we were making the pistol barrels for G19. We were making slides for G19. Uh, so we partnered with Polymer 80 to yeah. make a frame for us, and then we made our FX19 platform. Um, so all Which of these things come, come together. I was going to say, you got, oh to check all, you got to check all these out yeah, today. We yeah, we got to check all of them out. We've got to shoot all of them. Um, but I think I think the FX19, is one. it's beautifully constructed, but, man, it, it almost feels like it's a race gun. Like, yeah. I, I really feel yeah. like it's that way, but I think – the Hellfire, especially, oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. definitely a little more tricked out to be that. Well, on the race Patriots, gun. more of the more of the carry, more of the carry. Yeah. compact. Yeah. Yeah. You like that subcompact type carry? You know, it's it's our take on a on a G19. And like yeah. Emily mentioned, you, you, there's a piece of it that's like people like you know the Gucci Glock or the custom Glock oh, yeah. thing, but same thing. We we really try to hit that value proposition. You could not uh, build your own tricked out uh, G19 with all the upgrades that we put in the FX19 without paying more than what you would have paid for just buying an (laughs) FX19. So things like a DLC coded um, slide, you know, things like one of our match series barrels, uh, the custom frame from Polymer 80. And then we partner with uh, Overwatch Precision for the trigger and Night Vision for the Hellfire sites, Steel City Arsenal for the Patriot sites. And so it's just, uh, you get same thing, just like the rifle line. If you like our rifle barrels and you like our handguards and you like our bolt carrier groups all by themselves, yeah. uh, then put them together into a complete gun and, and you've gotten yourself a bit of a bit of a package deal. And that's yeah. like that's what's cool about being here is you see a lot of the guns we're making, each like little piece of it is not just thrown on there right. or something that we were just, oh, we needed a trigger, so we got these because they were yeah. cheap and easy. I mean, each piece of this, you know, the team here at Faxon really thought about each piece of what we're putting into our full mm-hmm. firearms. And I think especially after just years of making those pieces ourselves, especially with the barrels. It's like, you know, we want quality triggers, quality barrels, quality, you know, and anything we can't get, we're making. So it's really awesome to see. We, I mean, uh, so like I mentioned with the FX-19, Polymer 80 did the frame design with us, but, you know, we're not a Swiss machine shop, you know, so I mean, small parts, triggers, springs, things like that. But, um, you know, when it comes to the slide, when it comes to the barrel, um, all those types of things, plus bolt carrier groups, because that's a huge part of our business, um, you know, even above and beyond full firearms, you know, as far as what comes in as raw stock and leaves as a door as a finished product, right. it's a lot of uh, bolt carrier groups, lots of barrels, lots of parts mm-hmm. and accessories. Yeah. And so, like you said, um, you know, with the pistol market, 
Uh, although people who are AR guys, we like to think that ARs dominate the platform, oh, yeah. uh, dominate the market, and really handguns dominate the market mm-hmm. most of the time if you look at sales numbers. And especially for new gun owners this last year, two years, a lot of first-time gun buyers buying handguns. They're not going straight to the no. shop and their first gun is, uh, is an ARAC. Oh, right? no. That's you know, not good. You're not going to get that. But, yeah. no. but hopefully our goal is to educate them enough right. and they get enough passion behind it Mm-hmm. You start going, well, there's got to be more than this. Right. And and with that, we're going to I'm, I'm going to jump in here with a word from our sponsors and we're going to get into that. And we're going to get into we, we're going to play guess the uh, cowboy action shooter and guess the singer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> guess, guess the previous vacation. Yeah, guess yes. our previous lives. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a word from our sponsors right now. Okay, so we're back. All right. All right. We're going to get into a little bit of our your backgrounds um, because I think we, we've had Emily on the show before, but we yes. don't really know Dustin. No. Uh, Stranger so in the night. We're going to, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Well, right. it's about to change. Yeah, 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 for sure. But let's get it. Emily, let's start with you. We've had you on before. Yes. And we primarily talked, well, Ryan talked to you about because I'm taking over the show. I'm KJ. Take it over. Take it over. we're at Facts and Firearms, <laughs> um, talking to Emily and Dustin. And we're going to start with Emily and her background. We primarily talked to you mostly about, like, your cowboy action background. Yes. So give us a little. <laughs> and, you, and you've actually been in some competitions here lately, and you won the New York State Championship, right? Um, I won the Northeast Regional Championship. Oh, the Northeast. <laughs> Yeah, more than just a state. Humble brag, but um, no, I I have like a I mean I love I've got a fun interesting story. I started cowboy shooting when I was like ten, and I what's your name? Um, okay, so my cowboy name is Snazzy McGee. There you go. Um, (laughs) so you have to have a cowboy name. Do you have to talk like a cowgirl? No, you don't have to talk like a cowgirl. Do you? But when you start a stage, I do not. But when you start a stage, you have to give like a line or something. So normally oh. that's kind of like a cowboy what, line. Okay, so what's your line? Valhalla. Well, oh, it's always different. Like each day, like somebody writes the stage and they tell you what to say. Okay. So it's, I so mean. So give me an example. Um. Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> like thinking off the top of my head, my mom writes stages. We need my mom oh, here. Oh really? Um, what would she write for you? You're, okay, okay. Let me set oh, the God. stage for you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you're you're breaking through the door, yeah, and you're gonna shoot two shotgun. Blast, so like breaking through a door, you could be like, you know, stick them up. Like that could be like a good starting line. So you're a bad guy. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. maybe. I don't. I don't wear a black hat <laughs> though. Robbing, That's the big thing. You're robbing the place. I could be. Stick. So give me give me oh the stick them up in the cowboy verbiage. Just stick them up. I don't. I don't. Have to, I would say it no, weird. Like, You're trying to create a character, KJ. Hang, hang him high, cowpoke. Yeah. yeah, yeah see, he's go. the character. Yeah. See, yeah. Dustin could do I'm it. I'm enough hang, character hang. in real life. I don't need that. I want, how would Snazzy <laughs> McGee in 1845 say this? Guys, let's shoot. <laughs> That's what it is. I would. I would say something really basic. I'm a, I'm a basic girl from Connecticut. I don't know what you want. I'm not a cow. All like right. I'm a cowgirl, but I'm not. It's like. Well, apparently we're not getting that. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to give it. Snazzy. I'm not going to give it to you. Right. Like, listen. You know, we say we're normal people. We just dress up and we shoot cowboy. Guns. But if you're going to dress up, like you got to go full. You got to go full cowgirl. Like if I, I'm sorry, but if, like cow, if you're shooting cowboy action. And you're going to back it up with an outfit, a cowboy hat, some spurs, some chaps. How'd you know I have chaps, KJ? Like well, I've seen you shoot. I do have chaps. I have the whole outfit. But Come literally, on. that's like why I started shooting is because I want it. My parents were like, you know, you're going to start shooting if you want. And I was like, do I get to be in front of people? And they were like, yes. And I was like, sweet, done. done. <laughs> and here I am now on video all the time. Yeah, so it makes well, sense. Yeah. Uh, but no, I started doing that. And uh, I won uh, my category in nationals when I was 16. And my mom was like, OK, like figure something out to pay for college. Because obviously you like shooting. So like figure right. it out. So I got into clay target shooting and started doing that. Got recruited uh, to one of the top shotgun programs in the country. I would, I would, Lindenwood. I would shout probably out. say the top. The like top it, at, at its heyday when I when I was there, it was the top shotgun program that you wanted to be I mean, in like the country. Multi national champion. Well, I think like fifteen national championships. Yeah. I mean, it was a big. It was like the UConn women's basketball of the shotgun world, and uh, I got started there. Shot there for four years, four national championships. Loved it. Uh, and I think I I was an English art history major. I never thought about 
getting what in this industry. I was going to be an English professor. Uh, I was. I was. I was going to be an English professor. That's I was going to teach I class. I mean, it would put her in front of people. I was going to yeah. read Shakespeare. Exactly. I was going to be in front of a whole. I was like, my stage would be my Doc, the front of the Dr. classroom. Dr. Snazzy McGee. Dr. Snaz, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to do that. But then I was like, well, I should probably go to grad school yep. because, you know, English and art history degrees don't really get you anywhere. Um, so I went no. to grad school <laughs> and I found a program at Georgia Southern University where I could teach pistol classes and yep. they'd pay for my school. So I got a free master's in public administration and which I was also not going to do anything with because <laughs> then who by else, that point. Who else at this table has a, a master's in public administration? Do you really? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I have known KJ since my day one in this industry yeah. and I've never known that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we learned something yeah, today. Too. <laughs> KJ was my first friend in this industry, guys. I was. I just like, hope we awesome. met at SHOT Show 2020. Yeah. Right before the world ended. Yeah. And now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. Uh, no, but seriously, I like, I think at that point I was like, all right, I'm stuck in this industry now. I'm like, well, I'm here. They, I love it. Not stuck, but like, I, I was like, I'm, I'm addicted. I drank the Kool-Aid. I love it. it. I'm here. So I started at American Outdoor Brands and yep. that's how I met you. I was with Caldwell and Crimson Trace and all those awesome brands over there. And then, um. I just, you know, it was like I never wanted to be in any other industry. So and that's and that's it. Like you yeah, never want to go never, anywhere. No. Never. Once you're in, you don't like want to go anywhere else. No. I've only known a handful of people that have actually left the industry <laughs> only to find out like in a few years yeah. they're back. Oh yeah. I've yeah, talked to a lot 100%. like I've talked to a lot of people that maybe like I've talked to people that were like school teachers and stuff and they got yeah. into this industry later in life and then they were like, What was I doing? Yeah. What was I doing with my life? <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah. Poor life I, decisions. This is the industry I was meant to be in. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love the people I get to hang out with. And, you know, we get to watch guns getting built every day, just like 10 feet away from our desks. I mean, it's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a very pro 2A building here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's very, well, you know, I mean, I hope so. We're building guns every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's not what about yeah. you. So yeah. we teased it with you're yeah. a singer. Yeah. But apparently you retired. I Ladies started, and gentlemen, <laughs> Dusty Wallace. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I started as a as a musician in my professional life. Mm-hmm. So I uh, originally went to school to be a vocal music teacher. And uh, but I've always a couple loved of teachers here. Yeah. Well, we're going to be teachers. We yeah. obviously didn't yeah. work out for us. <laughs> the, uh, so, so the way it went down for me was like I always loved um uh, music. My, my biological parents were quite a bit older than me, so I had their uh, record collections. And so, you know, most kids in the late 80s, early 90s are, you know, growing up listening to, you know, pop bands and new kids on the block or whatever. Was no idea what you're time. talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? And then uh, I'll believe you for a second. <laughs> and then, uh, and but, you know, I also got like a fair dosage of like original Elvis records and old country records. Oh, yeah. Dustin's an old soul. And, That's good. Uh, old soul. His um, hair matches. Yeah. Yeah, that's just bad genetics. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, so I and then I was always interested in radio. So I, I originally like would intern at radio stations yeah. and do that kind of stuff. Uh, and then quickly realized that that was a rough market to get into, especially at that time. I think radio yeah. and like as we're doing right now, long form podcasting and stuff has really brought that back. Um, but you know, when you're thinking early 2000s, you know, the iPod had like just came out. Oh, yeah iTunes was just new. So there really, that platform was still faltering a little bit. And so, uh, I was always involved in music. Um, and so I decided I wanted to be a musician and a teacher. So I did drama and theater and choir and band and all that kind of At stuff. At this point, and we're going to throw up a picture of Dusty Wallace's album covers. Listen, I used to be <laughs> yeah. way, Please put it on the screen right now, Michael. Way, way thinner and more attractive. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I, and, and the way that I did that was, um, gigging. Uh, also like I would DJ on the side, everything, when you're a struggling artist, it's all about supplementing income. Um, and then I was like a worship director for a couple of different churches. I got my private school teaching license. So I taught vocal music and drama at a a private school for a little while. And, uh, but my wife is a real music teacher, like master's degree, specializes in curriculum and assessment, does the whole, speaks at conferences. It's like, okay, she's the rock star at this. Uh, I'm not going to do it. We clearly have a path. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so like, you know, but I did get to do some fun stuff. You know, I got to record in Nashville. I would um, play, sit in with other bands, do session work. I would, you know, travel and do gigs and, and it was fun for a time. But my main thing is, uh, you know, I love being a dad and a husband more than anything else. And um, as my, once my daughter was born and I was looking at the hours I was keeping and, you know, I'd be at the school or the church all week and then I'd have gigs on the weekends and uh, traveling. And I remember I was driving home. I had a gig on a, uh, the night before I left for this show in Canada. I had to sit in with a band for three shows in Ontario. And I drove from Columbus to Ontario. Oh, my god! a three-day residency, two shows a day. Um, drove back, had another show that next day back in Columbus, uh, sitting in with an orchestra. And I was just like, you know, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this anymore. Not Um, do both. Not, not do both. I can't be the dad I want to be and the husband I want to be and do this. But with those things, whether it was working for the churches or doing radio commercials or whatever, um, podcasting, you know, I did a fair bit of that too early on. Uh, it was, everything that I did was about communication. Right. And what I feel that I can do is help distill dreams and visions into palatable, lookable, physical things. Right. And so, um, you know, so I went for a little while, worked in IT and higher education, did some stuff like that, uh, still gigged and such. But when uh, my wife is from Cincinnati originally, and we wanted to get down here to be with her family and we wanted our daughter to grow up here, but finding a job for me and her at the same time and moving was kind of tough. And so when the job opened up here at Faxon, um, you know, what drove me to it was one, uh, I love this city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cincinnati is just a fantastic place. For anyone out there that thinks Cincinnati's yeah. boring, yeah. you're you need wrong. To, you need you to come gotta here. come it's, here. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And also, too, like, I really resonate with the family here. Um, you know, Bob and Barry are real people and they are real American dream people. Um, the stuff that you see here that you've seen from us, if you've been following Faxon from the early days, like this isn't like trust fund baby stuff, man. right? Like these guys, like when we redid this building, like Barry's out here on a stinking forklift, knocking walls down. Yeah. I mean, it is bananas, but these are just like real people who also love their families, yep. who also love what they do. And what I feel, uh, you know, I, I excel at here is being able to listen to them, uh, talk to them, interact with them and help, you know, uh, bring their vision of the brand to fruition. And so when we brought Emily on staff, you know, my goal with her was like, listen, like you're going to get the keys to social and you're going to get the keys to working with influencers and all this sort of stuff. My job with you is just keeping this vision. Right. Um, And, and, you know, and, and there's things that, she excels at that I don't and vice versa. Oh, yeah. And we're still a smaller ish company. You know, we're, People don't it, that, yeah. it does not look like it. You, yeah. come, to the, you, come, you come to this building and it's like, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. massive. We're about 80 staff members, uh, including yeah. shop and for what and you guys office. are producing. Yeah. You guys are like, yeah, <laughs> we're working hard over yeah. here. Yeah. And it's predominantly, we actually, you that's can't crazy. See it. It's off camera, but we have bunks over here that we live on. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, like it, it does yeah, have that feel to we it. We don't yeah. have a home. This, we live yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And and so with that said, you know, uh, we were able to reach a lot of people with what we do. And so being a smaller company, um, there there are multiple hats, you know, like this, what you're seeing right here. This is a big project of mine, redoing all the pistol packaging. And so it's not just the podcast and going to shows and setting up trade show booths and doing all that and and posting on social. Everything. It's everything. Product (laughs) photos, uh, you know, helping with product development. Yeah. when they're ready for us, uh, packaging, presentation, all that kind of stuff, yeah. uh, as well as, you know, managing the website yeah. and partnerships and everything. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes on. You wear a lot of hats. Well, yeah, yeah. We Between just the two of us. I mean, we're, yeah. we're the market. You're looking at the marketing department yeah. right yeah. now. So. I got all of them in here, yeah. this <laughs> ginormous building. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna take a listen to a couple of our sponsors right now. And we have a special Faxon takeover. They're going to take over the Gun Talk Nation podcast right after these messages. All right. Hey, we're back. And I'm going to basically KJ is taking over Ryan and now the facts and marketing team. (laughs) I'm out. Like these guys are going to take it over and we're going to let them kind of, they're running the show now. So take it away. It's our show now. Yeah. All right. So for us, this is uh, episode 59 of the facts and blog and podcast. This is something that uh, Emily and I do. 
pretty much bi-weekly right now. This is the second yeah. year of the show. We're in our, we're in our uh, second season. So generally, I open the show and Emily introduces our guests. So we're going to switch roles here <laughs> and have Emily uh, introduce KJ. Awesome. Okay, well, Gun Talk Nation, I know you guys know who KJ is, uh, but for some of our listeners, this is our lovely friend KJ from Gun Talk hey, Media. Usually I have a flat broom usually, on. Usually, yeah, you may <laughs> know him a little more. As, we got to like Photoshop that in, like yeah. a flat broom on you. Um, I was shocked too when you showed up without a flat Room this morning. Well, is so, it because you're replacing Gresham? Yes, is that what it is? I knew I was replacing Gresham on the show, yeah. so so I really had to kind of like Shit, uh, do my hair. Up. Like I don't yeah. normally do that. Mm. Like most people don't know what I look like. Normally, Gresham and his beautiful hair is here, but he sent KJ yes. in his stead because he's <laughs> hunting pheasants right now. Lame. Just yeah, a shout out. That is. I mean, um, but KJ was the first person I met in this industry, basically outside of my company, um, which is crazy, which is crazy. To think because of your vibrant personality. Like <laughs> I do not understand how that's possible. It was my first shot show. You were my first yeah. friend there. We met like day one. I, it's, that still blows me away that I, like, I, I, I can't be your number one on that. Like you that's were, impossible. You and Gary and Gresham were like yeah. my first, like you got, you gun talk guys from my first, uh, first little crew. And when I came to fax and I was like, we gotta get gun talk out here, mm-hmm. you know? So these guys have their, Gun Talk Nation podcast. They've got guns and gear on the Sportsman channel. Uh, you've got all sorts of different digital media. You've got your Gun oh, Talk gosh. Radio. Uh, I mean, like, what gun do you guys ra- not do? Gun Talk Radio, 27 years. It's going insane. on 27 years. Uh, the Gun Talk Hunt podcast, which is, that's kind of my show, yeah. my direction. Uh, and then uh, First Person Defender, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and if uh, you got to see it last night, we're going to have to I show did. Dustin. Uh, we actually did a short film film uh for first person offender which by the time which, this podcast is on it will be out and oh, you guys need out. to see it i mean it's a halloween special edition it's awesome um <laughs> but it it is amazing but but yeah so gun talk does a lot of different things in this industry mm-hmm. a lot of different media um and you guys get to go to a lot of different firearms companies and when i came here i was like we got to get gun talk out here to come visit the Faxon facility but one thing i love that gun talk and Faxon kind of have in common is you know we were talking about being family businesses i mean gun talks <laughs> like sort of like it got its start as kind of a family business so is, like why don't you tell us a little bit about it is gun talk, gun talk is entirely it, it's entirely family, uh, yeah. family focused, family generated. Uh, Grits Gresham was kind of the OG. The in, very OG. I mean, and that's Ryan's uh, grandfather. Um, Ryan runs the company now and he kind of started really, he's kind of started Gun Talk uh, back in, I mean, he was running the Sportsman's on Sportsman's or on the, when they actually used to have hunting shows on mainstream television grits was it yeah yeah on espn on espn yeah and like and i remember watching him growing up and like he was kind of a like a a a mentor of mine just watching him on tv and that's like that's who you aspire to he's hunting with Bing crosby you know i mean he's hunting with all these celebrities yeah and and it's just uh, terry bradshaw like he was hunting like fishing and it's absolutely amazing what they got away with on national yeah. television culture change, culture culture change. change. Oh, could you imagine like on espn like a hunting show <laughs> yeah well yeah. i think he had uh because we had ryan on last season yes we did That's a right. remote yeah. interview with ryan and and i think he had mentioned like he had endorsements from like beer companies and, oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff yeah. i mean just stuff that you don't you really don't see today. You couldn't um, get away with. I was gonna say when I talked to my dad about the Greshams, he was like, "Oh yeah, Grits Gresham. He was on that beer commercial. That's what my oh, dad yeah. remembered. That, <laughs> that beer commercial. <laughs> that beer yeah. commercial. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it Got was it. fascinating, and like, yeah, you know, he he really did spur you know Tom into getting this because Tom just went everywhere with him. Tom was a writer and a photographer. And Tom is Ryan's dad. Yes, Tom yeah. is Ryan's dad, and they kind of they kind of started the name Gun Talk at you know when uh, Ryan joined in. I think it was like, man, 2004, 2005, but gun talk radio had already been on the air quite a while before that. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're in their 27th year on gun talk radio, wow. which is amazing. And now it's, it, it's a four hour show each week. Like, how do you yeah. do that over 27 years running yeah. a four hour and yeah, still being so successful. Still yeah, being they're so syndicated, successful. right? They're syndicated yeah. all over. So you guys have, you guys have heard them. Yeah. Um, and, and really, you know, and again, like Tom's one of my heroes in the industry, like, and I get to work alongside, which is, which is like, gives me goosebumps to these days, but 
he is one of the biggest advocates we have in this industry as far as like maintaining your second amendment rights. And he is, he is a fighter. Um, and I've never known, Tom does not back down from a gunfight. Like this dude knows how to, uh, spin his words and uh, like, I think it's a Gresham trait. I think oh, they gosh. have that in their genetics. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. naturally they were born, tuned in. They were born just selling stuff they and are. protecting our rights. And, and that's what's cool about <laughs> it is, is to sit there and watch Tom be able to, you know, voice his voice. What is right over the radio waves absolutely. Um, and to do it for 27 years is absolutely amazing. And, and when Ryan like started up with Tom, it was phenomenal um, to see how those two married this gun talk radio show into now over these different platforms. And, you know, there are social medias outstanding. We do a lot of branded content around the industry. Uh, we work with hundreds of companies out Lots there. Lots of big brands. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And just to see how it's all come together. And it really is a family focused, you yeah. know, community within our small company. I think we're, we've got like, you know, only eight, employees but we do so much like it's um, similar to facts and you don't realize it like, really is. you don't realize that you yeah know? you walk in the doors and like you naturally feel at home mm-hmm. here and that's one thing that walking through the doors because this is the first time i've been here yeah it yeah. won't be the last because yeah. this is a phenomenal place good um but it's actually it's a beautiful facility that you guys got it going on here and it is i mean it's a lot like there's a lot of like similarities between facts and then gun talk because it's it is family focused yeah. Yeah. Family started, family focused. Yeah, I think that's that's a big thing. And you mentioned the, the, you know, staff sizing. And I mean, granted, you know, there is some stuff, you know, where it's like everybody's dealing with labor shortages and supply chain yeah. shortages. But I think one thing that Gun Talk is doing and, and that the factions do for all their businesses is, you know, they want A players, yep. you know, and, um, you know, I, I think you're able to put out the amount and quality and things like that, not by burning people out, but by right. finding the right people, um, you know, to, to take part of it. And, and it's generational for the Greshams, right? It is. I mean, that it, Gun Talk might as well be their surname. Um, so, yeah. you know, having the people that are going to represent it in the correct light. Um, and that's something too, that, you know, I think is a, a benefit for us here at Facts. And some people might see it as like, oh, well, you know, it's a family name. It's like, yeah, well, once upon a time, you know, so Smith and Weston and so, you know, all those sorts yeah. of things. Is, yeah. But, you know, we, we have that to kind of, um, shine a light through, you know, we, we get to work off of, uh, you know, these two brothers, crazy vision, you yeah. know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, uh, it's a bananas thing and and then we feel really fortunate to have it and like you said as far as uh and, and something we mentioned on the podcast because it is a message i want to propagate is uh sometimes people don't realize what goes into the media and marketing oh side of the firearms industry absolutely there's because a lot of tricky parts of that it's so tricky because there are things that you can and can't do as uh, any company related to firearms, right. you know, we can't pay for Google ads. We can't pay for social media ads. You can't do Facebook shopping. You know, you can't do those sorts of things that a lot of other companies base their whole entire business plan around. Yeah. So when we do stuff like this, whether it's you coming to us or us coming to you or us doing giveaways with, you know, all these different companies across the, across the spectrum, that is our marketing. Yeah. We have to partner with like-minded people and like-minded individuals, um, you know, and, and you are getting suppressed on social media oh my gosh I mean, it's unbelievable yeah, we all are. And, yeah. and emily and i were running numbers last week looking mm-hmm. at last year's numbers versus this year's numbers and even though our audience is bigger uh you could literally watch the shadow banning you yeah. know on on the graph yeah um so so first of all i say for all listeners and watchers of both gun talk and the facts and blogging podcast please continue to like share and subscribe because that's yeah. you know that's we what keeps us going yeah yeah we don't get the same benefit of the doubt um when it comes to algorithms yeah. uh, as some of your other favorite companies well, i think do. a lot of it is engagement um because you guys are a lot like us we do a lot with you know, our comment section and stuff like that, we interact with these folks. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge part of the algorithm is just engaging um, yeah. and asking questions, you know, because I, I have never known, you know, gun talk or facts and to back down from comments or criticisms. Like, yeah. And that's one thing that you, you guys are open to change. And, I, you know, we we try to craft our end product and our deliverables to the people who take in our content right? or, to, yeah. or that shoot 
the firearms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is a it is a, a whole a whole big thing. Uh, but to jump a little bit about part of why you guys came down here uh, today, uh, this also marries well with a little trip you guys are taking after you're done here, headed no. up north <laughs> to <laughs> my old stomping ground. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are headed up to NASGW. Yeah. You know, what type of stuff are you guys going to be collecting and doing there? We're and kind just of what there do you to look do? good. <laughs> That's and it's, Ryan, Ryan's Booth not buns. here. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Ryan, you look beautiful. But, but um, no, we're 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 really going up there uh, to have a media presence um, mm-hmm. and to give folks like that are watching and viewing our podcasts and our you know lives a look at what's coming down the pipe. Mm-hmm. You know, because this, this is, is our first show in a while. This is our first yeah. trade show in like a year yeah. and a half. Oh. NASGW, for those of you listening, is it if, National is it? Association of Sporting Goods Wholesalers? Yes. Yeah. So really, pretty it's niche. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, pretty, niche. pretty it's niche. niche, but like there's a lot of people yeah. going because, like you said, it's our first show. Right. And so Everything, long. Yeah. Keeps getting we, canceled. Yeah. 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 I mean, NRA got canceled and then I moved back to Houston. But we really want it. Man, we just want to get together. We, yeah. just, we just there's want to. There's people we want to see. Yeah. We, we've got to come up here and see you guys. And, and we we don't get that a lot anymore because, you know, companies start pulling out because they're like, oh, we don't want to take the risk. But but this is where business happens at these shows. And this is where relationships are built and maintained. Yeah. Um, and we want to do that. And we're going to be, you know, going live all week. And hopefully you guys are able to go over there and watch. And I'll be there. I'll be there for sure. OK, yeah. that's good. Yeah. We can go live, KJ. Yeah, Emily and I'm some of the sales it. staff is yeah. going to be up at uh, up at the show this week and as it's, well. And it, in, in SGW, it's it's unlike, you know, SHOT Show and NRA, whereas NRA is more of a consumer base. You know, you're right. getting a lot of, you know, users, end users that are out there. You know, NHGW really is based on sales. Um, and it's really insider. But us media types that actually get the opportunity to go – get to shed it's almost like a peek in through the back window yeah you know and that's what we're there for and and hopefully we're able to do yeah i think that's a big thing i think people are just interested in the ins and outs you know of some of the things that like you know sometimes uh, you know a job's a job's a job and so there are days that work is tough and you're like oh man never (laughs) our jobs are never tough don't dustin don't you put that uh, juju on me the man who pointed a gun at a centipede today okay um, that thing was dangerous yeah but 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 at the end of the day, there's still people who are so interested in the products that mm-hmm. what might seem pretty routine to us going to a dealer show or whatever yeah. is actually, you know, unique and interesting, you know, to, to people. Just like when we show footage from the shop of like, right. hey, man, like you see this big pile of steel. That's what mm-hmm. your barrel started yeah. as, you know, which it's just is those little sneaks behind the curtain that, you know, I think yeah. allows people to get a better insight and also better depth of view. You know, this yeah. isn't and when it comes to firearms and I know there's other industries that are similar, but especially with firearms, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, whether it's the manufacturing and the oh, testing, yeah. but also how to get it to market. And you have all these regulations and all this paperwork and all this, all the staffing and all the stuff that needs to happen. You know, it's not the same as, you know, stock and shelves that are grocery right. store. Um, it's just not the same animal. And especially in these last couple of years where the gun run has been so huge uh, yeah. with record sales, you know, just, I think more people are kind of tuning into it and are curious about, you know, what really goes into making the gun that I want to buy right. or uh, the parts that I want to buy. Um, and also I think to having an affinity for certain brands, yeah. you know, there are so many great brands on the market which one after you get all the the safety and the performance down which do you identify with yep. like who are you proud who do you to start represent? aligning with yeah who do you- same could be said with social media because there's Absolutely. guys out there that you know i rank i rank vet 888888888 guy that's that's who they identify with and some of it's demo ranch guys and you know, I mean, so, yeah. you know, we, you got to always look at it this way. And from, from media's perspective, from company's perspective, like 8.5 roughly million new gun owners. So you could get them once, mm-hmm. once there's one, you get one shot to make an impression. And, and we try to go in with that expectation of, because we're not only talking to these new gun owners, we've got seasoned guys too. And how do you yeah. blend that? Right. Like, Absolutely. Cause they're two very different groups. Of oh people. yeah. Yeah. Like the one side's looking at your video going, why are you making a video over how to load a mag? So right. dumb. Yeah. This is so stupid. 
Come yeah. on. And then the other side feels dumb for asking right. how to do that. So, you know? but they're watching the video. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and there's no shame in that. Like there's mm-hmm. stuff that I don't know, like that right. I need to learn yeah. mm-hmm. i've mentioned oh. this on like a po- on our podcast before but like the minute i'm like i've learned everything i know everything that's like i need to leave yeah. like i you know in this industry in the gun industry i mean just being a gun owner you should never feel like you're done right never feel like you're done learning never feel like you're 100 percent. i got everything because you don't because you, you don't there's yeah. always a new gun there's always a new sometimes you know you haven't picked up a certain gun in a while and you're like Right. Where's that button again? I mean, you know, it yeah. just it happens to all of us. So have you like you guys have seen all those videos of people doing like rudimentary task and just doing them a little bit different and it makes it easier or something like you've seen those. It's just the same way. Maybe yeah. someone has a different way to load a mag than you do. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And you can. Oh, OK. That's a cool little trick. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the guy who lights the candle, like he lights one. Ca- like if there's a three wick candle and he lights one and then he just turns upside down and wait till the other wick gets hot. I haven't seen that. Life hacks. Life hacks. Yeah. 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 Like little stuff like that that you're like, huh. (laughs) Okay. God, the the internet's crazy. (laughs) You (laughs) crazy place. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. And I mean, that's something too. We want to, I I think all of us, especially uh, any firearms brand, whether they're media or like us, that's marketing and media for uh, a company, you need to be able to welcome these people in. And give them the stuff that they need. And, you know, because some stuff is going to make sense coming from from Faxon and other manufacturers. And some stuff is going to make right. more sense coming from people like Gun Talk and people like influencers. Yeah. You, know? you know, sometimes I feel like and part of how we do this podcast is uh, we don't just do QVC. You yeah. know, we're not just like, hey, you check out our new product. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about stuff when when it's new, but we also just want to give people a peek inside what we yeah. do, what other people in the industry do. Yeah. Because if we forever tell you, hey, here's the best, you know, rifle barrels. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder who's going to win. They're going to look yeah. at you sideways. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Right. And that's I mean, it's our job to tell marketing. you guys we have the best barrels. Right. You know, like, why why would we sit here and do that? I mean, yeah, like, we're yeah. just going to show it. Yeah. So there, you know? So there's a bit of an arm you know in in that whole uh that whole group you know for everybody and that's yeah. why you know influencers have a role that's why you know sponsored shooters have a role that's why people like gun talk have a yeah. role because people need these multiple outlets to oh, go yeah. to the industry is a trusted. complex yeah. ecosystem it is oh, there's well, like layers but i will <laughs> tell you there's there's quite a bit of media out there and i'll probably get myself in trouble for this one but i'm gonna go ahead and here say we go it. it's happening <laughs> so, spicy and here we go um there's a, there's a, there was a, a contention between yeah. like your traditional media types, you know, your sure. written words, your, you know, f- whether yeah. it's filled and stream or guns and ammo, stuff like that. And there was a tra- transition where it was like, okay, how do we handle influencers? Mm-hmm. Like, ha- how do we handle these guys coming in? Because, because they provide something that traditional media does not. And it, it's hard for traditional media guys to go, okay, I see where that is like it's it's just hard because with their your broadcast or your print like it's hard to see where these guys who have you know they have two hundred and fifty thousand followers or 4.5 million mm. or whatever it is yeah. like they're they're they might be reaching more than the <laughs> i akin them to like google ads yeah they're like it's like buying yeah. google ads you're and see that's a yeah. good way to look at that's it that's how but, i look at it but that there was contention there for a while and it's like oh my gosh like guys like yeah, they Relax. provide something it's that you're okay. not. It's okay if we, we can branch be different. Out. We can coexist. Exactly, yeah. but but there was there's some contention there. But. Well, and especially when uh, you know one of our you know KPIs this year was making sure that we were taking care of the print side because yep. it, it's you know because the social and the digital is always in our faces mm-hmm. all the time. You know we do have a tendency to look that way, but there is a, a large portion of the firearms marketplace that it probably hears gun talk and gets gun digest, yes. and that's it. Yep. You know. And so we wanted to make sure that we're we're kind of spread across yeah. and we're hitting all all parts of the market, and uh, and and to like there's different things that those places are good at and some that aren't. But I will say on the influencer side, it is tough because it's like with people who aren't used to it, you go, wait, this whole, this person is the whole brand. Yeah. You know, this one individual person is their whole thing. One guy doing it. Yeah. He just like, hold on a second. How's that work? Yeah. Yeah. And there is a place for those folks and they are 
they are dang good at what they do. Absolutely. I, I would We've say got this. to meet it's, some awesome ones. Yeah, we've, we've got to meet some, some, good meet some really good ones yeah. that are are phenomenal at what they do just because they're, I mean, they're vibrant. They, they've they got a different look on it than, you know, the traditional pubs or traditional media might have, mm-hmm. which is great because they're, they're more the end user because right. these guys, did they didn't grow into this. They, they like kind of well, I just like guns yeah. they yeah. just like guns and i think people trust them because they know they're getting an honest take because yeah. a lot of these influencers they're just i mean you know people send them product but they're not getting paid a you know ton of right. money to like a lot of these influencers are just getting the product and if they like it they talk about it and if they don't they don't talk about it like, no. yeah a lot of yeah. influencers that's what they do so when you're getting a product review from somebody like that you can usually you know for the most part trust right. that it's an honest product oh, review yeah. Yeah. so and that's what we love we love you know we have a great team of influencers that uh, really like our products and use them yeah. and they want to talk about them and we love that so. Yeah, for sure. Well, as we wrap up here, KJ, where uh, this is how we normally close the Uh-oh. show. <laughs> where can people uh, learn a little bit more about you and about Gun Talk? How can they find you? Really, uh, GunTalk.com really is kind of our, that's our website. That'll direct them to FPD and Guns and Gear and our newsletter, uh, which I don't think a lot of people know. We've got a like pretty substantial list of newsletter and it goes out like every day like yeah. you're getting new content every day shout out to um, gary who is supposed to be oh here. yeah he should be here but he's got the you know what yeah we're not talking about yeah but we, we said we'd but, give him but, a shout out so yeah <laughs> i guess that can be a shout out but, but no yeah uh, we we have a phenomenal team you know like you guys um, do we do you know ryan kind of leads it all and then we've got matt johnson and gary killingsworth they kind of re- work remotely for us gary does They're all the, the website the oh yeah yes. Um, we're trying to get those guys more into it. And, yeah. you know, we've got we've got a lot of big things coming up for Gun Talk. Um, I, don't wanna, I don't want to spill the beans too much. I'll um, keep it a secret. Yeah. But but that's really like they're going to see some giant things in uh 2022 2022 Um, gun talk it's gonna be exciting but our you know our editors that are on staff uh michael davis and benjamin cannell those guys they're they're actually in the room with me but i want to give them them a special shout out because they man any content that you see that comes out of gun talk they have a hand in it and they they really knock it out of the park because they turn it in quick and they try to (laughs) do their best to make me look good and Ryan, <laughs> he just, job. oh my gosh, it's impossible. I believe it. They, believe they it. have to do like cut out they're so much stuff. They're nodding right now. I'll uh, tell they everyone are, they're they nodding. Yeah. The yeah, love but, in this room is just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could cut it with a knife. But yeah, but we've got a great marketing team too. We've got, uh, you know, Sarah on our staff and Jamie on our staff that they do a phenomenal job too behind the scenes. And they, they are a little bit more behind the scenes and they keep us all straight. So, but no, go to guntalk.com and they can figure out where to go from there. Yeah. Uh, Gun Talk Media on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gun Talk Media. Or um, you can follow KJ himself. Fla- yeah. Flat Brim KJ. Flat Brim um, KJ. He does not have his typical flat brim. And but I got a Normally he does. We I try to, to count him. one before he leaves. I try here. to count, we'll get count how many flat brims that I've got. And I think I'm sitting around 30 or 40. Yeah. I think so something like that. Well, we're going to add one. So. Yeah, yeah, I well, hope so. We will have all the links uh, in our show notes this week. As always, you can go to factsfirearms.com slash blog. Click on episode 59 for all the links and everything that KJ talked about today. And uh, we'll see how this publishes because it's a twofer. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but I think you'll enjoy it. And then also uh, check out next season. Uh, there's going to be the episode featuring uh, Facts and Firearms oh. of most of what they're hitting uh, today. So if you haven't subscribed, uh, signed up for notifications for them, make sure you do that because you're going to get to see even more behind the scenes stuff uh, with the facts uh, team here and and KJ and the guys at Gun Talk. It'll be great. All right. All right. Well, thanks for watching and listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and we will see you for episode 60. I am up. I am up. The Facts and Blog and Podcast.